Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And we are here to do another football podcast answering your questions about the running backs and the wide receivers. We're going to jump right in. We got a whole bunch of questions to get through. Um, we're going to do Flanagan33. He is asking, does Joyner crack the rotation at receiver when healthy? Um, it's going to be really tough. I, I think the key there is when healthy. And the problem is that he has yet to prove that he can remain healthy. Um, you know, I could say, yeah, sure, it's, you know, he's going to be great, but he's got to prove that that foot, which is the same foot that's been injured, is something that he can overcome. And he has yet to do that. Uh, it's got to be a concern at this point, you know, getting another foot surgery on the same foot, it not recovering the way they want it to, and he wants it to, it, it's clearly a concern. And what happens is he misses the spring, and this isn't like last year or the year before where there's not a lot of talent at wide receiver. Arizona went out and got guys like A.J. Jones and T-Mac and Cowing and Kevin Green, etc. It's going to be really hard. Like, I like Jamari Joyner. I think he's a great kid. But it's going to be really hard for him to, uh, to crack the rotation with the amount of talent. Uh, you know, and, and does he get some snaps a game? Yeah, I don't think he's all of a, all of a sudden going to be benched. But um, he needs to be healthy for the fall. And he needs to be good and, and get rid of that, you know, kind of comeback time and minimize it as much as possible because the longer it takes, uh, the more of a chance that he will indeed be left behind when you consider the amount of talent that, that Jetfish and company went and got. All right. Next question is from Boat343. Do you see Jalen John carving out a bigger role going forward? If not, why not? I honestly don't. <laughs> like... I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that he's still on the roster, to be honest with you. And, and look, he, he does look good when he gets, you know, carries. And they are uh, limited carries for the most part. And, you know, it comes to blocking and recognizing the play. And, um, you know, that, that's usually what running back coaches look at. It's not some deep sign. It's, it's science. It's not a, a bias against Jalen John. There's just guys that, that they trust more. And the problem is that you got a guy like Jalen uh, Coleman who came in, Jonah Coleman, sorry, who came in, and he's been awesome. Doesn't look like a freshman at all. Then you got Wiley, the veteran. Then you got Rocker, who's shifty and, and can move around. And then, you know, you got Drake Anderson, another veteran. And all of a sudden, it's difficult 
you know, you could, there's only so many carries that you can give out. And I don't think it's a big gap. I think Wiley's the clear starter for now. And I don't think it's an insurmountable gap, but it's similar to wide receiver where eventually you have to do something that kind of puts you ahead of the rest. And I'm not sure Jalen John has consistently done that where Scotty Graham, the offensive coaching staff, say, okay, you know what, let's give him a lot of carries. He had some impressive carries, and he also had some moments where he wasn't very impressive. And so um, you got to kind of keep those in mind. You can't just look at the bright spots. And I'm sure there's more to it, you know, blocking recognition, play recognition, and all that. It, it's almost similar, and I'm not comparing them, you know, saying that Jalen John is a lost cause or all that, but it kind of reminds me a little bit of Nathan Toford, where everyone was like, man, why isn't this kid getting more carries? And you know, he looks the part and he comes in and does well. And then he's playing at some random school this past season and, you know, D whatever, three or whatever it may be. And it didn't do well at all. And so it's a situation where, you know, sometimes it, you, you kind of just have to trust the coaching staff. Cool. All right. Next question. Joe G. Barnes. Who do you think will lead in receiving yards this year based on spring? It's actually a pretty close call. I don't think there's necessarily going to be that one dominant wide receiver. Uh, I think it's a few guys that are going to kind of spread the love. Uh, you know, Jacob Cowing, to me, is the easy one. Um, during the spring, he was pretty much unguardable, especially when, you know, they put him in the slot and you got to put a safety on Cowing. It's, it's not working. Like, it's just not going to work. There's a reason why so many schools wanted Jacob Cowing and why he was so impressive at a school like UTEP. Um, it wasn't a fluke. You know, UTEP, when teams played him, they knew that Jacob Cowling was the, the receiver you needed to stop, and they still couldn't do it. Uh, he is really, really good. And then you got T-Mac. I would be surprised if T-Mac led the team simply because he's a freshman. Obviously, he's explosive, ton of natural talent. And then Dorian Singer. I mean, we saw what Dorian Singer did last season in limited action. You know, he would have easily uh, finished leading the receiving core had he got them another game or two. And was probably the most consistent of the bunch as, as well as, you know, Stanley Berryhill played. Singer came in and, and kind of changed the group as a whole. So my guess right now would be Cowing. I, I think he's going to have a, a, a very strong season based on the way that Arizona uses him and uh, how Jaden Delora and him have kind of already, um, you know, have already kind of built a relationship there. All right. And our next question is from AJT0430. Who are the likely starters at wide receiver? And can Jonah Coleman realistically take the running back one spot this year? Yeah, so I kind of, I pretty much answered the first just now. It's, I think it's locked up. Cowing, T-Mac, Dorian Singer, uh, you know, it, when, when they go three wide. Kevin Green isn't going to start, but he's right there. Um, AJ Jones is right there. Those guys will pretty much all get playing time. Uh, as far as Jonah Coleman goes, I would be surprised if he moves up to the first running back, but it definitely wouldn't be the most shocking thing we've seen. I mean, he might be number two right now. Uh, Michael Wiley is solid, but he's not necessarily spectacular. And, and Coleman adds a different element. He, he's built um, like a bowling ball. I mean, really hard to tackle, close to the ground. Kind of reminds me of J.J. Taylor uh, a little bit in the way he runs and just kind of the way that he's built. So uh, I think it'll be a little difficult for Coleman to get that first running back spot, but it definitely wouldn't be, you know, all that shocking. I, I think that by the end of the year, um, there's, there's a legit chance that could happen. All righty. Uh, next question is from 
TJ at UA, who is a wide receiver slash running back we should be talking more about that gets little to no mention by anyone. I don't really know if there's that guy. I mean, running back, we're giving plenty of mention to each one. Jalen John, I guess, would be it. I think Stevie Rocker hasn't been talked enough uh, this spring. I know that there's some people on the message board that thinks he's going to get passed up. As long as he stays healthy, it's not like his talent has disappeared. Uh, he's he's a unique back. He's might be the fastest, the shiftiest of the bunch. Um, has maybe the most unique style when you compare it to the similarities between a Wiley, a Coleman, etc. And then wide receiver... You know, I don't really think there's that guy. I, I think A.J. Jones is going to be really good. I think he gets overshadowed a little bit by the newcomers like T-Mac and Kevin Green. But A.J. Jones is actually one of the few times where he plays. He's like 6'4", but he plays bigger um, than he is, which, you know, he actually looks bigger out there on the field, uh, which is pretty impressive. So um, he's a guy I really like. I don't know if it'll come this season, again, because of that depth at the position. But to me, he has a, a super bright future at wide receiver. All righty. Uh, let's, oh, here's a longtime friend of the show. Bear down Zona Zona. With how strong the running backs and receivers looked in camp, is Luke's original projected role for this year still a possibility? And if not, what role, if any, will Speedy have this year? That's Rayshon Speedy Luke, not Michael Luke. I was like... Michael I don't Luke's think Michael role, Luke's on yeah, the team this year. His role will, will remain the same. He'll be announcing uh, <laughs> the tennis games. But, like, that goes back <laughs> That goes back to, like, what I was talking about with Jalen John. Like, they're still adding another running back to the roster, and Luke's not coming in as a wide receiver. He can catch the ball, but he's not a wide receiver. He's a running back. And so, you know, he. I, I say this consistently. I'm not making it up. It comes from people that have described it that know how they're going to use them. Um, Demetric Felton at UCLA is going to be probably the best comparison in that they're going to use him in handoffs. They're going to use him in end arounds as a receiver, et cetera. He's going to have uh, a bunch of different roles. Um, you know, it, yeah, I don't think anything changes. I think if you're an offense, and, that, and especially an offense that struggled in the red zone last year, you need your best players on the field as much as possible. And the belief with the coaching staff is that Rayshon Luke will be one of the best players, so you're going to see him on the field. And if he's not, um, it's not. It's because other guys are better than him. I mean, it's that simple. But the projection now is that he will absolutely have a role uh, next season. Cool. Next question. Hollywood Cat, would you say, and I know they are young, this might be the best group at the skill positions AZ has ever had on the field at the same time? I don't know, ever. Ever's a long Ever's time. Ever's a long time. Arizona's had some good receivers over the years. Um, and the thing that, you know, is hard to answer, and I, and I know it goes against all message board policies and Twitter policies and all that, a lot of these guys haven't played a game at Arizona yet. What? <laughs> so, Are you serious? I think T-Mac's awesome. I think Kevin Green is great. I think Jacob Cowing, we saw what he did at UTEP. But they still haven't played a game at Arizona. And we need to see what they do in their production. In terms of preseason hype, it may be up there for sure. Like, there's a lot of hype surrounding this position group. But in terms of production, um, you know, we haven't seen it. So it's impossible for me to answer that. But potential and hype, yeah. I mean, it's clearly as high as, as any that we've seen in a long time. Uh, but you got to produce. And so I don't, it, I don't necessarily feel comfortable saying yes because... 
uh, there's kind of a lot, and I think they're going to be good, but there's still a lot, you know, to be decided and to be seen. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, next up, we have AZ Jangle, or is it AZ J Angle? I always like read As these. Jangle. As Jangle? As Jangle? Oh, we know who it is. Anyway, will Arizona use a fullback this year? If so, who? Clay, <laughs> who? Who? Clay Markoff is the greatest fullback of all time, and Arizona didn't really use him. So I don't think fullback. And you got to remember, like, a fullback takes away one of Arizona's talented receivers or other, you know, position. It, it just, will it be used once in a while? Sure. But I think Arizona would probably rather use like two tight end sets when it came to it with Burnett and Lyons than using a fullback. If Arizona does choose to use the fullback, it'll be more of an H-back, which is Isaiah Johnson. Maybe there's some sets where they line him up at fullback and move him out. He moved from linebacker where he was last season. The coaching staff likes the transition, but... There's not going to be a dedicated fullback on this roster. They didn't use it when they had Clay Markoff. I don't. I don't. I just don't see it. And look, in this day and age of college football, it's great for fans. I love fullbacks. It's awesome, but it's just not really a thing anymore, to be honest. Is it extinct? Not yet. Not yet. There's still hope. Okay. So this next person, we we owe a little Kenneth apology, Kenny. 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 We're doing a little Michael Luke there. Kenny. So um, it's Abby 520 Kenny. Last podcast, Jason said Cabby. <laughs> and we heard all about it on Twitter. So hopefully we set it to your satisfaction. And his question is, what does the running back depth chart look like going into fall? Does Drake Anderson fall behind after being out for the spring? There's going to be a lot of competition between Luke, Coleman, John, Wiley, Rocker, and Anderson. Who gets left behind? Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of questions. I think I answered most of them already, though. Um, I think you did. The depth chart is Michael Wiley first, and then it's kind of close. I think Jonah Coleman is probably second, Rocker third. No, Anderson third. it's it's Wiley and three guys basically like that's what it feels like. It sounds like a band name. Yeah, like it's not. There's not enough separation for me to like. I'm I'm really generally curious too. 
because like you said, Drake Anderson was out. So it's hard for me to say he's the second back and you know, Rocker didn't get as many carries. That's it. Wiley is one that I know. And I'm very confident in saying, and then I think it's kind of uh, Coleman Anderson rocker type of deal. Um, and then Luke is going to come in and he could be awesome. We have no idea. He could be better than Coleman. All of a sudden he's the second back. Um, so it's hard to say the depth chart without rocker. I'm sorry, without Luke being on campus. Uh, the guy that gets left behind, again, I, I think it's probably Jalen John. I'm really surprised that a running back hasn't transferred. Drake Anderson, you know he's older. Wiley's going to start. Coleman's a freshman. So in Rockers local. So I, to be blunt, I'm surprised Jalen John. And I, I haven't heard any whispers or anything like that. It's just it's similar to like Shane Noel in basketball. Eventually, you got to kind of look at it. But the running back competition is so close that if you're Jalen John, you probably think there's a very real chance that you can get carries. And so maybe it happens after fall camp. I don't know, but I do think he's the most likely of the bunch to kind of get passed up by the others. Excellent question, Kenny. Thank you so much. Uh, next up, we have Arizona AZ Fanatic, who's such a fanatic. Arizona's in that name twice. How big of a challenge is it for the coaches to keep all of these kids happy and the chemistry tight? Ooh, chemistry tight. Okay. Do you think Cummings and Graham are the coaches best suited to handle a situation like this? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a huge challenge. I think it's more of a challenge at running back because you're only playing one at a time, basically, unless Arizona has some sets that we really haven't seen. And so it's going to be difficult. It's going to happen this year where one of the running backs kind of feels left behind or ignored or whatever. Scotty Graham is very good at that. Um, I think it's an NFL background. They're very blunt, the coaching staff, when it comes to that stuff. And Scotty Graham was even asked already during the spring, how do you keep guys happy? And he says, basically, if you want to play, earn your earn playing time. And if you're not playing, there's a reason for it. Um, in terms of the position coaches best suited, I don't know. I mean, they're all good coaches. I, I don't. It's hard for me to put them over the others. I, I think Graham and, and Cummings and their honesty and how they handle this is, is fine. But I, I would probably say that for every coach. I mean, the, the team chemistry and all that is good until it's not. And... Uh, a lot of times your team chemistry is fine when all these guys are playing, but now that the new coaching staff is bringing in better players, to be blunt, they're they're better players. Arizona's recruiting well. The guys that were Sumlin guys might start getting upset if they don't play as much, and we could very well see some of that this season, especially at wide receiver and running back, but I think the coaching staff should be able to handle it pretty well. You know what the key to all of that is? Winning. It's called earn it. Earn it. you got to earn it. Um, all right, last question is NJ Catfan. New Jersey Catfan. New Jersey Catfan. Are these wide receivers good enough to get open quickly to offset the weakness in the O-line holding off the defense? Look, guys, stop dissing the O-line. Come on, guys. This is the second podcast where people are dissing stop the O-line. Stop dissing the O-line. Is, is the O-line outstanding? Probably not. Not yet. But... Again, I, I've said what Arizona's thought process is. That, look, if Gunnar Cruz goes back and takes a snap and takes 48 seconds to throw the ball, what do you want the offensive line to do? If, you know, guys are leaving the pocket and running before the play develops, what do you want the offensive line to do? There is a strong belief that with some depth on the offensive line that they've built, but it most of all with an improvement at quarterback, that the offensive line will be better than last season, that it wasn't as bad as people believe. Are the wide receivers good enough? Yeah, they are. 
Um, but, you know, obviously you still have to block. But, yeah, the, the wide receivers are good. Uh, is the offensive line as bad as people think? I don't think it is. We're clearly going to find out. Um, and it is obvious, based on every podcast we do, uh, that it is the biggest concern that yeah, Arizona everybody fans. Everybody has this, like, paranoid um, fear It's here. very hard to understand how good or not good an offensive line is during camp. Because the defense oftentimes knows what plays the offense is running. Um, you're not blocking guys as physically or mean as you would during the season. Uh, you're schematically not doing stuff that you were during the season. It's tough. I don't think the offensive line will be as bad as it was last season. I could be wrong, but I'll take the coach's word for it and uh, and kind of go from there. But yeah, I mean, to answer the question, yes, the, the wide receivers are good. And uh, they're very likely good enough. Awesome. That was the last question. <sighs> that was a lot of running back wide receiver extravaganza. Yeah, and next up is, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll combine tight end with offensive line. I was going to say the, the field keeper. There's a lot of field keeper questions. A lot of trainer. Trainer questions. <laughs> the ball. Water boy. Ball guy. Grass keeper. Turf maker. I don't know. I got nothing. Concessions master. It's a busy time for football. Uh, Arizona's coaching staff is on the road recruiting. We've had on Wildcat Authority um, where the coaches have been, a lot of the names that the coaches have seen, new offers. The coaches, it is clear, um, kind of away from the running back wide receiver angle. If you remember last year, Arizona hosted a bunch of guys in June and it was really, really successful. They're aiming to do that. Um, it's weird that you want to bring guys in in June when some kids aren't on campus and it's kind of hot, but Arizona knows what they're doing, man. And there's going to be two major visit weekends in June. Uh, we have that posted at Wildcat Authority. Join Wildcat Authority. Let me explain to you why real quick. Okay, let me, I want to I don't, hear it. I don't usually do I this. I don't know why, so you tell me. I don't usually do this pitch stuff, but I'm going to do it. Today, basketball, Shane Noel transferred. And people on the message board were laughing about it. Um, because, A, I, we told everyone it was going to happen. I think we even said on the podcast, the last podcast. We I think did. We, but... The replies on social media were just so off base with what the transfer means for Arizona, Shea Noel, et cetera, and what happened that even people on the board, like unprompted, I didn't say like, oh, ha, 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 were like, yeah, it's, it, they call them casuals. And I don't want to say it's an insult, but I mean, it's like, if you are a member of Wildcat Authority, you knew today was coming and you know why it was coming and you know why it isn't as big of a deal. And like people on Twitter were just saying the, just the most random shit about the transfer, it just made no sense whatsoever. So Wildcat Authority, we're gonna launch a new platform here soon. It's gonna look super pretty. I know, they're working on it right now. They're work it's very close, and uh, yeah, that's And it. since we kind of have a trend, like last time we did shout out the men's tennis team for their unprecedented, uh, what was it, this being the Pac-12 yeah. season yep. winners. But uh, women's golf, I'm just going to go a little deep cut here. Women's golf were selected for the NCAA regionals in Albuquerque, which women's golf, we know they have been the champions before, but that's kind of a cool thing. I might even go to beach volleyball. Jason's thinking about going to beach volleyball. So if you guys also um, aren't aware, Arizona has a whole bunch of other sports happening, and we do support those too. We just don't do full podcasts about them, but you know. I can only do so much. You can only do so much. I'm only one man. All right. And uh, yeah. Oh, also, we got a new puppy, so now we have three dogs. We did. Uh, we we have a background in thing here really quick. Uh, we had a dog 
that we gave to a friend in February because she needed to roam. <laughs> She's a big dog, and she was super happy in love with our friend and her dog when they came to visit. The real story is that <laughs> we had a dog who was awesome. And one of our podcasts weeks ago, uh, she decided that... Not she, weeks ago. It was like in January. She had enough and attacked one of our other dogs um, and hurt him pretty bad. But it was kind of funny because we were recording a podcast. And if I think I still have it. If you play it back, you just hear like... It happened in the middle like of Like screaming. Really you hear really me bad. just cursing my head but off. the point is... is but she's that happy now. She has been rehomed to a much better thing for her yeah. because she's a dog that needs to be out in the world and running and walking miles and miles. So a your day. boy went to pack without telling his wife and adopted a puppy. Yeah, just out of the blue. Last Wednesday, I came home from work and yeah. there was a freaking puppy, which you guys saw on Twitter. Super cute though. And her name officially is not Krissa, it is Cora, and she's adorable. I, as the man, put my foot down and said, "Look, Shelby." This is how it's going to be. Yeah. Fortunately for us, she weighs like she weighs like four pounds. She's... And then we're babysitting another dog this weekend. So we have four dogs. And next weekend is my daughter's sleepover party. So, I mean, if anyone listening to podcasts wants to come over, you might as well. We should just have a big block slumber party. That would be really Lord. fun. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate you guys for joining Shelby and I and Brody and uh, Bianca, Bianca yeah. and Cora. And our fish, we have a fish named Blueberry. There's a whole bunch of things I'm trying to convince Shelby to get me an owl or a pygmy goat. I'll let you guys know how that goes. So No. Thank you for joining Wildcat Authority. Appreciate you guys. Special tag, we're going to give a shout-out to Andre Veris. Shelby, take it. Thank you, Andre, for coming to last Thursday night's concerts in the courtyard in Marana. We appreciate you. He saw it on Twitter. He showed up with his family. It was super cool. Thank you. Rise and shine, football fans. This is Susanna Fuller from Morning Footy, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Galazzo Network covering the breadth of the global game. Join me, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, and guests every morning for the perfect blend of news, analysis, conversation, and exclusive interviews. If you love soccer, then look no further. We've got you covered for Europe's top five leagues, the W Gold Cup, the Champions League Knockout Stage, CONCACAF Nations League, NWSL, MLS, Transfer News, and much more. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to Morning Footy.